When you have hair loss, it can be such a scary and deceivingly lonely place. But you know what? You're not alone. You are here with me. Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, a wig boutique owner, and wig wearer myself due to alopecia. And this is my tell it like it is take on all things alternative hair. I also happen to be a certified confidence coach, so I'm going to be sprinkling in some mindset hacks for good measure. So take a deep breath, sit back and relax, and listen to my favorite ways and my best advice on how I help others and help myself to rock that alternative hair. We're going to drop that shame and stigma. What is that about anyway? Now, let's do this. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. This is Deborah Heim and this week we're going to continue on with some of the most frequently asked questions about wigs, toppers, and alternative hair. I did episode one a little over last week. I apologize for the delay, but I have been having some tree problems on the roof this week and that's what the holdup was, although, you know, I guess you could just say that's an excuse, but I didn't want to record it with saws buzzing in the background. So hopefully this finds you on time. Hopefully you're having a great week and we'll get to the show. Now, before I get into it, I had planned to cover the next 10 questions in one episode, but I'll tell you there is such quite a bit of information, so I'm going to get through as many as I can, and there may be an episode three. And I also had said I would write an episode directory with the answers to these questions last week and I'll tell you between my tech ability and my memory I forgot so I apologize to that and I will do that this week. The first question which would be question 11 in the continuum is how do I choose the right wig style for my face shape? Well I covered that in episode 52. There are some guidelines but my summation of those guidelines is really You've got to try it on because not only does how the wig look in the picture not always be accurate, the way that the shape of the wig is distributed on your head can make it look vastly different. So I know a lot of people aren't able to try it on, so there are some guidelines there. And also as being a certified style assistant, there are guidelines for body shapes too. And I think that with body shapes, it makes a little bit more of a difference than your face shape. I think you can get away with a lot more things that aren't in your guideline. But I think we all worry about choosing the right thing because of our anxiety. Everybody wants to look good. And sometimes I find with alternative hair, we get into a little bit of indecision. Like everybody seems to want somebody else's opinion. But you know, bottom line is you know what looks best on you, or maybe sometimes you don't. So if you can get the opinion from somebody that you trust, that is always helpful. 
But again, I've addressed that before. It depends on who's giving you the opinion, because sometimes the opinion of something not looking good is due to the person that's giving you the opinions, deeper issues. Some people don't want you looking too good. Some people, you know, they feel threatened for whatever reason. There is an episode about that. But you know, bottom line is you wear what makes you happy. And your wig choice really shouldn't be subject to anybody else's. I do believe in, yeah, you want to make your partner happy, but bottom line is it's your hair. Question 12. What are the different types of wig materials available? Now, the basics of this are in episode 18. Most people think of synthetic versus human hair. But there's a whole bunch of different types of synthetics. You have regular synthetic, which you cannot use heat on. You have heat okay synthetics. And then you have synthetic human hair blends. So there are all different types of constructions out there. But the thing about synthetics you need to remember is they are not all the same. The difference between a $10 synthetic wig and a $350 synthetic wig is going to be quite a difference. I liken it to the differences between a $10 purse and a $400 purse. Sure, they do the basic things, you know, the same, but there's quite a difference in quality, how long it lasts, what have you. And each of the major brands out there that produces their synthetics, they're very proprietary, or it's a highly guarded secret for their fibers because each brand's fiber looks a little bit different. They have different colors, different textures. So don't think of synthetics as all the same. There is quite a difference. And I find for each individual client coming into my shop, there is one that will be the closest match to their texture, to their color. So if something isn't working for you, trust me, there is a brand out there that will. Question 13. How do I measure my head to find the correct wig size? Now, this isn't difficult. There are several charts out there. And when you are buying ready-made wig, the only, the main measurement that is important is the circumference. I will tell you because that's going to give you your best guideline as far as brand to brand's average. And every brand has a different average. And the best way to find that out is by wearing them. Some brands are going to fit you better than others. And you also have to keep in mind when each wig is made, although there are guidelines, sometimes there are individual differences. But measurements are most important when you're having a custom-made wig. And in that case, hopefully you have some assistance and not just doing it yourself because there are, you know, ear-to-ear -ear circumference, hairline to nape, and it can get a little bit complicated. But you need to get yourself a good measuring tape that doesn't stretch and write down your measurements and it's best to take them three times because you can get different measurements until you get the hang of measuring correctly. But I'll tell you, in my shop, I take a circumference measurement, but I can tell by looking at someone's head. Everybody's head forms differently. It has to do when you're a child and the positions you lay in. It's really kind of cool. But each individual head shape sometimes will let me know what's going to fit them better than others. 
and it's kind of fascinating. But I also find that most people have never had a wig that fits them like a glove. And when they do in the shop, I've seen it a number of times, people put their wig band away and never wear it again. And let me tell you, when you have the wig that fits your head, it's huge. It's huge difference in comfort. It makes you feel so good. And I really wish that for you. Next up, 14. Can I dye or style synthetic wigs like human hair wigs? Now, this is a complicated one. The answer is yes and no. Now, if you're talking about coloring a synthetic wig, no, you cannot get a box of hair color and color it. Early on, I tried thinking that it might work, and it doesn't. There are several ways that you can kind of color a synthetic wig and you can find them all on YouTube. Some people use fabric dye. You can use Sharpies. There's different ways and every day some inventive woman is coming up with something else. But overall with synthetic wigs, you get them with a really good color to begin with. And I think that most women think that when they're thinking about the life of a wig, they're not really thinking realistically because the wig does not last a number of years where you would want to color it, if that makes sense. Hopefully, by that time, you'll want another wig. I mean, if you're like me, you certainly will before you'd ever have to consider coloring it. Now, can you style synthetic wigs? Of course, but it's limited to the fiber of the wig. The heat alternative, heat okay alternatives, you can do quite a bit with. Uh, honestly, watch the YouTube videos. People are amazing with it. But as far as styling a synthetic wig, if you are getting a wig and you're thinking, oh, this will look good after I cut the bangs, thin it out, lengthen it. Like if you are choosing your wig with a bunch of things that you're going to have to do to change the style, I say maybe reevaluate that choice. Because one of the beautiful things about synthetic wigs is they should be ready to go. And if you get down to choosing the right one for you, you really don't have to do a whole lot to it. Here's the thing. The people designing wigs are like the best stylists out there. So they generally do what they do for, to make you look good. So sometimes when you get a wig and you think, well, it will be better if I do this to it, that to it. I mean, I respect what a stylist does. So, you know, there's all about making a style your own, but sometimes I think that we want to make really good even better. And sometimes I know that I have regret regretted taking scissors to a lot of my wigs. So if you're choosing a wig that's going to need a lot of things done to it, you know, maybe put that on your list and your wish list and evaluate that a little closer. And let me say this from a mindset perspective. Sometimes when you look at a wig and you think A, B, and C need to be done with it, it's from your own perspective of what you're used to. We all have a little bit of a hard time with change. So sometimes what you think to be need to be changed about a wig isn't because it's necessarily bad, but because it's different. And when you allow yourself to try new things, it really expands your wig wardrobe. So it's really difficult to get used to some type of change, but I'll tell you, 
it is one of the best things you can do for yourself ever. You know, everybody wants to stay up with the times. And, well, at least most people do. And sometimes that involves changes. And that makes people uneasy. But, you know, when you do the inner work, a lot of the times what we think is a problem with the wig is really something, you know, that we need to work on. And I say that from, you know, nobody's perfect. I know I let my anxieties and concerns, you know, dictate to an extent what I do. But, you know, that's also something that I can help you with as well. Sometimes from childhood on, we get our subconscious trained to beliefs that limit us. And that is something that fascinates me. And if that fascinates you too, let me know. There was a time not too long ago where I suffered from panic attacks and a lot of fears from a life of chronic illness and also abusive relationships. And I had to learn a lot of ways to deal with my anxiety that didn't involve medication. And it helped me so much that I have become certified in a lot of those things. So if you feel you have limiting beliefs and you want to check out whether or not working with me from a coaching standpoint would be for you, let me know. And the last one I'm going to cover for today is question 15. How do I properly clean and care for my wig? Well, I am a minimalist as far as wig products. The less you do to it, the better. There are wig products out there for every conceivable thing you would want to do with the wig, and most of them do work. And it's a very individual thing, like some of the leave-in conditioners and detanglers and stuff. They do make it easy to comb, but for me, it seems to coat the wig and Along the way, I've found that if I keep the wig as factory new as possible with just extreme gentle combing, and I've done a video about that too. Like I used to think, oh, I comb my wig really gently, but no, I take the care that somebody doing an archaeological dig would use with it, and, and I use the edge of the comb. So excessive combing or choosing the right comb or brush that will save it a lot of the time but to clean it I basically I don't wash as often as I've seen suggested I wash probably about every 14 to 15 wears and all I do to my wigs and I have a video set up for people that shop at my shop, which it is on YouTube, and it was done by Denise Sheets, Hey Wig Sister. And at first, I wanted to keep that just for the clients of the shop, but it is really helpful. She goes through, and she is wonderful, by the way. Any type of subject you want to know something about a wig, she's covered it. And she's always accurate and just a pleasure to watch. So shampooing and conditioning, using the best products that you can will extend the life of your wig. And there are certain products that I love, but it doesn't mean they're the only good ones out there. But your wig is not like growing human hair. Whether it is synthetic, whether it is human, 
it's not going to get the moistures. They tend to dry out. So your basic goal with a wig is to prevent the fibers from getting worn out and tore up. So a good shampoo and a good conditioner and also a spray conditioner, that is all I use for my wigs. Now, there are all kind of cool things out there. I'm not saying don't try them. You know, it is fun to try new things. And if something really helps you, I want to know about it. Let me know. But other than that, your good shampoo and a good conditioner. And we could talk all day about care of a wig. But for now, I am going to wrap it up. Next week, we'll do the last five questions. And until then, peace, love, and If you enjoyed this episode, you might like working with me one-on-one even better. You can check out the options at debraheim.com. You can find my shop at verybestlittlehairhouse.com. And don't forget my Wise Wig Advice and Support Group, also on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. But until next time... Peace, love, and alternative hair.